This episode of One for Paul was brought to you by our patrons. If you'd like to support the show, then go to patreon.com slash one for Paul. <coughs> That's all the coughs Wait. I'm going to do today. Clear it all out. Get them all out now. Get if you the cough, get the I will out. hang up. <laughs> oh, please don't. It's likely to happen. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> oh, no. So let's start the episode. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome back to One for Paul, the show where I, a non-pop culturist, get inducted into the ways of pop culture by my friends, co-humans, and nemeses. Joining me today is my nemesis. Paul, it's 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 your reflection. It's me, it's Paul. It's you, your your shadow Paul, your clone uh-huh. Paul. Uh-huh. That's from the me. Future. That's me. <laughs> Which future are you are you from a good future? You don't want to know. <laughs> if I was from a good future, would I be here? I mean, that's a very, that's a point. Though, on the other hand, you're from a future that contains a time machine, so how bad can it be? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but then if there's a time machine, then every time period contains a time machine. Mm. Eleanor, help. We're stuck in a time loop. <laughs> no! That's what happens when you get into time machine jokes. My name is Eleanor Walsh, and I'm back again to talk about some funny shit. You are. And it's wonderful, yeah. because you had me watch, uh, I'm... I could do the movie poster joke thing where I mispronounce the the name of the show, but I don't have six seasons of IT crowd puns. <laughs> I'll think of one. Oh, can you think of like 40? Because that's how many I need if I'm going to keep fuck. that bit going and we're going <laughs> to no. do every episode. I Yeah, I was just racking my brain there and I was like, I've actually never stepped foot in an office because I'm an actual <laughs> child of humans. So there we go. Count Can't yourself we- lucky. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're watching IT Crowd Season 2, Episode 2, which was, uh, we mentioned it last time. This is the introduction of Doug. Douglas. Douglas Renham. That's right. I'd, uh, My favorite character. I'd previously seen the first ever episode, the pilot, and that had, uh, that had Denim Reynolds in it. And then uh, we Ooh. saw another episode and you were like, oh, you haven't seen Matt Berry yet. No, no, no. We're going back to the beginnings. The origin story. The origin story of the world's worst superhero, Douglas Renham. He's here. So, uh, I guess just fade in to a meeting in a conference room where their profits this year are 1,800 billion billion, which is, (laughs) which is a 1,800 quintillion, which is several orders of magnitude more money than exists. Lots of, lots of money, cash, dollars everywhere. I'm starting to think that they don't know how numbers work, but that's okay. (laughs) I mean, I, I wouldn't, uh, Denim Renham is not one for, uh, for, for numbers or business, I don't think. I think it's just a happy accident. Um, he, he actually says one of my favorite quotes from the show, which is, um, when I started this company, I only had two things, a dream and $6 million. Yeah, he had a small <laughs> loan of $6 million. Very irreverent of um, Donald Trump. Yeah, but this is like, worst. this predates Trumpisms by like a It while. really does, yeah. This is what, 2007? Y- yeah, 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 yeah. So, I think so. yeah, it looks like Renum started this company with, the, you know, it's a real less riches to more riches story. It's a real <laughs> silk bathrobe to riches story. 
Absolutely. So and he grew it into what I guess is the only company that still exists in this post-corporocratic imperial dystopia, if those initial numbers are to be believed. Billion, billion. Mm-hmm. I think most people don't understand what multiplying a billion by a billion does, because immediately my brand went, holy shit, what? That's a number. I listen, I don't do I don't do numbers, so <laughs> Okay, so uh A more... billion billion a... I can understand is a very big number. So a billion is like uh one beach of sand pebble thing of sand grains. Uh, uh-huh. a billion billion is several earths of sand grains. I see. Right. Yeah. So that that's the that's the multiplier you're applying. Anyway, uh <laughs> Did you just cough? No. I will hang up this <laughs> God damn it, I have to keep in the pre-intro now. So yes! anyway. <laughs> God damn it. All right. <laughs> so now, you know, uh he doesn't think it's arrogant to say that he's clearly the best man in the world. <laughs> Oh, it's just my the the likes of which the world has never seen the likes of which. It's of course. just so dumb. Like I just really love that the writers of this show are like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna make it too ridiculous. Like they don't kill their darlings, they just keep every little dumb thing in. Mm-hmm. And I really adore them for that. More it's, is more. It is kind of wonderful because I can totally now understand this man as a he hasn't planned to say these words. He's just saying whatever word comes into his head. No, but but I he has he has every confidence that he can just open his mouth and say something and everyone's going to eat it up. Yeah, I think. I think we've found the definition of privilege right there. Oh, there it is. We found there it, it guys. We don't have to keep looking anymore. It's right here. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's here. So, cut to the IT department. Oh, no, hang on. There's a there's a thing that happens here first a before very important we go down. Thing. Uh yeah. Yeah, because on the sudden news that the police are here to discuss irregularities in their pension fund, uh, he calmly and decisively walks out of the window. <laughs> he does, indeed. And every everyone else in the room has a very British reaction of just sitting there slightly awkward. Just slightly <laughs> awkward. Uh, it was a really interesting choice. A man just killed no himself. Should we? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the appropriate responses here so i'm gonna wait for someone else to lead me here um yeah should i be shocked maybe i should be shocked (laughs) oh how uncomfortable (sighs) damned inconvenient frankly uh cut to the it department now for real where roy has certainly got a phone Yes. now this is this is one of the the rare occasions where the like the the time in which the show was shot really dates it, I think. Oh yeah, because he's showing off this new phone that's a tiny little brick phone. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's it, like, say, hey, Eleanor, what kind of phone have you got? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. It doesn't. It doesn't. Of course, because uh, for those of you youngins who were not around when these things were, we used to use phones as telephones primarily. <laughs> These phones had Imagine. no internet yet. That didn't. That wasn't a thing for like a while. No. So, yeah, it really, honestly, didn't that matter that much. But you see that, as you say, the specs are quite adorable. 
though in t- 2007, 160 pixels per inch was, uh, was all right. Yeah, it's a good screen. Yeah, not bad. Not bad going. It's all. still not that bad. No, my granddad has one and he loves it. Yeah, I still have my original Nokia 3310. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's because the, they're going to be the only things along with cockroaches and share that are going to survive the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Uh, they will never of course. die. I, I actually, I, I have it still because when I got my first smartphone and realized, okay, well, this is just the future phones, I decided, you know what, 3310 gets a Viking funeral. So I put it on my chopping block and hit it with a five pound sledge. You know what happened to it? <laughs> nothing. The case snapped and I went, you know what, I could keep going and I could break this <laughs> fucking thing. If like it's made of plastic at a certain point, it will break if I slam it with a five pound sledge. But it's earned its place in my pack when I go hiking. I'm going to get a new case. Respectful. As an emergency phone, that's wonderful. I mean, it will survive anything, so there we go. I -hmm. mean, speaking slightly of grandparents and and phones, up until, I don't know, about five years ago, my granddad would send a text. He wouldn't use the space bar. He would just put a dot in between each word. Oh, yeah. A full stop. It was very sweet. Yeah. Uh Yeah. So voice recognition feature, also legit cool, but let's be realistic about what voice recognition meant. It meant that you could record, like, call mum, and it would call your mum, which is what Roy Mm. does, using that, except his wasn't call mum, it was just mum, which is a poor (laughs) choice, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, and then it does actually call his mother, and something that I really love is that he's just tails off swearing. And then she obviously goes, oh, are you swearing? He goes, no, no, it wasn't me. It was Moss. And Moss is and outraged, just, sort of just quietly outraged on the other end. Like, how dare you lie? About, how dare you besmirch my name, sir? I would never swear. Never. Mm. But, you know, only problem with this phone is that the vibration setting is a little bit weedy. Yeah, very true. Uh, but luckily... Moss can sort that out because he is a tech genius. Mm-hmm. See, this was a so problem he's... when we needed to know when a person was actually ringing us because you'd put it in your pocket and then you were out and there was traffic and the traffic was loud. So you couldn't hear mm. it from your, from your pocket. So you needed a good vibration setting such that you could actually answer the phone on time. Yeah. Glad we sorted that out and all it cost us was our eternal soul on Facebook. <laughs> Here we are now. I don't know which is better. I, do, I don't know, honestly. I think I'd prefer to miss a call here and there. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I hope uh, someone somewhere is enjoying all my personal information. Yeah, yeah. because now we mostly don't use phones. We use computers with apps which can make something like a phone call, but with like really bad latency. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. So Moss agrees to beef up the phone's vibration motor, but uh, also wants Roy to answer a few questions about his health. So when was the last time you exercised? Um, uh, never. Uh, Absolutely never. Jen is still uh, kind of shocked at the answer to 12. You know, he brushes his teeth in the bath. I, I have brushed my teeth in the shower before. I'm not going to lie to you when I've been very late. That's okay. That's not where your balls are. <laughs> you, no, it's not. You keep those elsewhere. Yeah, in, in my hat. <laughs> Just for in case I need them. I mean, I, I'm going to go to the... Was this a line in Friends? It's the sort of like, no, I don't like baths. I'm just soaking up in your own filth. How dirty do you think <laughs> I am? How dirty do I we have... imagine Roy's balls are? 
Oh, ex- extremely. I think mm. um, Chris O'Dowd has done a lovely job along with costume at making this character just look like like he smells. <laughs> he has very greasy hair. He does. And I, I just reckon that that office would smell like sweat. Oh, yeah. Bit of B.O. and Oh, there's no getting General around Man. it. They're in a basement. I think it smells like basement. Yeah. So uh, does he get his five fruit and veg a day? Probably. Mm-mm. I mean, he says, um, do, you, do you get your five fruit and veg? And he says, oh, yeah, probably. yeah, yeah, kind of. Wait, per day. And she says, a day. And he is absolutely free. What? <laughs> Imagine eating five fruits and veggies a day. How do you even do that? <laughs> very, very uh, bang on impression of. I yeah. am reminded of Scott Pilgrim versus the world where they're like, yeah, I couldn't eat garlic bread every day. It would make me fat. What? Why? Bread makes you fat. Bread makes you fat? <laughs> I remember finding that out. I remember getting to, because I went to drama school, and where people be like, oh, no, just like, I don't really eat bread because I just want it. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this is good. Wait, what? Huh? Oh, I didn't know. I remember learning in that bread? movie. And I had to look it up after and be like, no, surely not. And then turns out. Surely not. Turns out if you eat a lot of it. Yeah. But bread is, like, fantastic. I make bread. Yeah. Yeah. Banana bread. So, yeah. Uh, Turns out that if you eat like shit and never exercise, you end up dying a bit younger. (laughs) Who knew? Yeah. Uh, I mean, but. Roy doesn't want to know when he's going to die, which mm-hmm. is what this questionnaire is. It's a sort of a, a very, uh, a very 70% accurate when you're going to die. That's like the I most believe. accurate possible. Also, hello, <laughs> IT department. Have you tried turning it off? And you know what? I'm, I'm sick of saying that. And thus endeth the running joke. Yes. I mean, it was good. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it, I'm sure it pops up back again. Maybe, but it strikes me as the sort of thing they did in every episode of season one. And I'm like, okay, I think the writers are going, yes, we know. Fine. Later. Yeah. We'll do a rehash back like in season six. Chill out. Yeah. Um, But then we see sort of Moss staring at Roy. Oh, yeah. Because Moss? Feeling very guilty. Moss, he knows. Yeah, he knows. This is one of these moments. You know what? I'm going to die, don't you? (laughs) This is one of these moments where their interaction makes the fucking show. (laughs) I did. It's just them looking at each other in various ways and then going, you know, (laughs) I made a mistake, Roy. (laughs) And he goes, well, like, don't, don't, I made a mistake. (laughs) It's so good. He's just a little child. What, 20 years? Less than 20 years. <laughs> you and, don't want to know. Am I already dead? No, that would be awful. It's Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, 3 p.m., which, weirdly, is when we're recording. Oh my goodness, yeah, it is. I, I was, hey. found that line, and I made a special note, because I was like, Eleanor, you clever, clever person. I did that 100% on purpose. None of this was a, a happy coincidence. None of it was even anything. a coincidence of any kind. No, not at all. I plan this to a T as I plan everything. Yeah, we cut to the seventh floor where Moss is not terribly impressed that someone has disabled their antivirus and firewall software. 
Because look, I mean, can, that's there for yeah. a reason, right? Like, the fuck are you touching shit for? Yeah, there's a lot of Leave dangerous things out there. But we get we get um a sort of a rare a, a rare um, version of moss, which is sassy moss, which I think might be my favorite. <laughs> He's got a pigeon net going. He's like, um, hello. Yes, hello, everyone. And it's very sassy. It's wonderful. Sassy moss is best moss. Yeah. This is why it's important to, to always listen to your IT department. Because, you know, out yeah, there, dangerous things. Like, for example, that man falling <laughs> falling past the window. Your boss, the CEO of your company. I mean, imagine if that fell on you. This is why it's important to always wear a hard hat when walking near tall buildings. (laughs) Or just, like, walk in the middle of the road, like I do, Mm -hmm. with the cars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta work those angles. One of those things is more risky than the other. I've been working my ankles. Have you ever actually been hit in the head by a falling CEO? It hurts. (laughs) didn't know where you were going at the beginning of that sentence it was really funny that's okay nor did i have i I have been hit in the head by a wooden uh wooden based coat stand a hat stand yeah got hit were you wearing a hard hat at the time because you probably no i know right i had uh, i had a bruise that came up on the side of my eye i was doing a show my last year at drama school and um, it, the bruise, actually, funnily enough, grew into something that looked like an abstract interpretation of the flank of Brazil. And it was actually really beautiful, if you ask me. But my brain has never been the same since. I'm, I've been affected. To this day, there is a tiny the flag of Brazil directly on your frontal lobe. Yeah. Obsessed. You, you couldn't speak school, Portuguese school fashion, before, but now, now you can't. Now also you can't. But, you know... <laughs> But I can remember less stuff, and that's the important bit. Knowledge is half the battle. The rest is, um, poverty. I don't know. I just, I tried to go with something there. And it's it okay, work. you got an old brain injury. Nobody's <laughs> expecting on! you to. It's fine. Quickly! It's alright. Next scene, what happens? <laughs> Back <laughs> Get out. down to the IT department where Roy is on the phone to his mother asking what age men in his family tend to die in an attempt to ease his mind from the weird internet quiz paranoia he's suffering from. Yeah. Um, Moss arrives and have... is extremely angry and upset by the fact that some idiot on the 7th, some mother fudger, I was taken aback by Moss speaking in this sort of way. Because he yeah, absolutely really doesn't swear. And then this is close to it. And he goes, ruddy. And he says, mother fudger. Are- and I'm sitting there going, oh, no, someone's really upset Moss. Those are his big words. Those are the, the bad ones for him. He's see, really fucked off. See, for all, you, for all you young guys listening, if you're known as the person who says the fuck word all the time, then it doesn't have a lot of impact when you do decide to use it. If you are known as the guy who never uses it, then the one time you do... People will look around like, oh, no, shit's going down. Oh, but I love swearing, though. It's one of my favorites. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Swearing. Swearing's the fucking best. Mm. Cuntastic shit. Anyway, <laughs> Moss is upset. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it feels like being the maid sometimes, being the computer guy, because you go up and you clean things up and then someone spills something and doesn't tell you. Now it's all stuck to the floor. Also, denim is dead. Yeah, there's also that. Also, denim is dead. They really should. Uh, 
they really should put up their like who even gave them access to disable the they shouldn't have that sort of access no. So cut to the day of the funeral where Roy it uh, looks like Roy looks good in a suit. Yeah. Props to uh, costume Jen... department as just a suit guy. They gave him a shirt that's a little bit too big for his neck and a suit that's a little too small for his shoulders. Good choice. That's it's very Roy. <laughs> it's very Roy. Like, okay, I will go buy a suit. Hello, one suit, please. No, I don't the cheap one. Thanks. You sound, you sound like the Swedish guy from Frozen. Oh, I was going for it's Irish, but I'll deal with Swedish. <laughs> Ooh, hello, think some of out. One suit Maybe that doesn't fit, please. Please, um, yeah. Jen, Jen says he scrubs up pretty well and says maybe we should go to funerals more often. <laughs> yeah, that's the. <laughs> I know what she means all the time, and she just phrases things so catastrophically badly. <laughs> so fucking poorly. And she says, oh, like, cheer up. You'll ruin the funeral. <laughs> it's amazing. Something else. Yep. Uh, Moss tries to get her to do the uh, to do the quiz, and she goes, no, I don't need to. Besides, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be okay. I exercise a bit, I eat okay, and I haven't smoked in three years. Yeah. Um, Moss didn't know that she smoked, but she's... <laughs> She said, oh, no, yeah, she will power. I could never smoke again. I'd rather lick a tramp. Oh, hi, Derek. Oh, Derek, hello. <laughs> um, Derek s- Pippin, who is the man in the first scene, yep. talking about the billions and billions of monies that they've made, mm-hmm. um, has just entered, and uh, he would very much like to have a word mm-hmm. with well, uh, uh, First, the thanks for thanks for printing up all those flyers advertising the funeral. Oh no, it's no worries at all. Actually, really enjoyed it in a in a sad way, of course. Yeah, she's just an idiot. <laughs> she's just such a fucking idiot. I don't think I any. I've her. called her a dork before, which I still think is apt. Yeah, she is. She's a dork. I mean, this is why I think she fits in so well at the IT department. She's not the sort of uh, we we got all three brands of late two thousands nerd culture. We got the nerd, the geek, and the dork. Right? Aha. Uh-huh. Moss is definitely more your sort of academic smart guy nerd who's just got a real narrow set of interests but is super into those and is quite comfortable in himself. You got Roy, who's a geek, who's more sort of your pop culture guy, who's also good at computers, good enough to work at the IT department. And we got Jen, who's like not really into that stuff, but is socially awkward and fits in well with the mm. other socially awkward people. Socially inept. I guess inept is maybe a good way for her, yeah. Mm. She tries, bless her. She tries. Um, Derek is not a fan of the IT department. No. He thinks it should be something uh, more useful. Yeah, he he sent them a memo. She didn't know. Jen didn't know, but he did send a memo, which I thought was very thoughtful. Yeah, I hate the IT department and memo. Uh, but he's willing to give them one last chance. Before he turns it into a toilet. Yeah. Um sort of Jen protests and is and is sort of like you, we didn't know that there was a first chance. This is your last you chance. Should, you should you should give us a chance and then another chance. Right. Um and at that moment we hear Roy and Moss, uh like a bunch of goofy teenage boys playing with the vibration <laughs> setting on Roy's new phone that yep. Moss has fixed up. Oh yeah, this is and uh I this just is one love powerful this. motor. <laughs> 
just love like they're just so giddy and yeah. excited and goofy. I I love it so much. It's kind of great. Whenever I've uh, hacked stuff together like that, this is step one of like, oh shit, let's just make it run and enjoy the fuck out of it for a while. <laughs> and uh, Roy puts it in yeah. his pocket. And Moss goes like, hey, uh, turn it up to eight. No, I'm not turning it up to eight. It'll blow my cock off. <laughs> At that moment, he sees Derek back in the room. And Derek is not impressed. He bellows, did you not know that we're burying a good man today? Did someone and, else uh, die? It's <laughs> just so good. Apply so ointment gormless. to affected area. Do you want some aloe for that burn? He does. Oh, man. And Noel is Um, here, too. I mean, Richmond. Yeah. This is the first time I've seen this guy. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Well, he has a lovely entrance. Of course. Um, And he comes out dressed as a skeleton. And Jen goes, oh, no, you're not coming to the funeral. What to which funeral? Richmond replies, what funeral? <laughs> which I think is just lovely. I I like this guy already, and I've heard three lines out of him. <laughs> is Richmond is a very fun, bizarre part of of this show that has seemingly no rhyme like rhyme or reason to it. It's just Yeah, that sounds like just Northfield. Richmond. That sounds like yeah. Northfield. Very good. So cut to the funeral at a quarter to three, which is when the survey said Roy would die. So he's just going to put it out of his mind as he walks through a graveyard to funeral music. <laughs> That's very good. It's very. Um, the sort of the, 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 two, the two men aren't 100% sure of what to say and they feel a bit uncomfortable at funerals. So Jen just gives them the sage advice. Just say, I'm sorry for your loss, then move on. Um, Say sorry for your loss and move on. Got it. To which Roy... He he just uh, says exactly what Jen told him to say. I'm sorry for your loss. Move move on. on. (laughs) Very good to uh, Denim's grieving widow. Yep. Um, But I have to say, Moss's reaction, his interaction with uh, Denim's wife... I fucking love this. It was so good. He goes, uh, I'm sorry for your loss. It's not like lost a pen. It's, it's so much more. Would you like a pen? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like? And she goes, Oh, no, no thank you. No, you know, I, please no, take ma- it. I, ma- it's okay. I don't want a pen. Don't want no, a pen. please take it. Why are you, Why are you to give giving me a pen? it? I, I don't know. <laughs> And then he, and he just goes in for the most awkward cheek kiss I've ever seen. And she has no it's, objections to this. God, she is just she was, bemused. This lady was married to Denim. I don't yeah. know, man. I think she's either going to be a complete pushover or she's going to be the kind of woman who's going to like armbar him for this shit. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't seem very happy, along with Derek. I wonder why she might seem a little upset on this day in particular. (laughs) Perhaps. Hmm. Um, So we go inside the church, and the the priest is giving a a, a service. Death! (laughs) It's outside. It's here. It's coming for you. Who will be next? He's a little less emotive, but that's the gist of it. This priest is not good at priesting. This is fucking mental. It's 
Um, On the other hand, I would totally go to this guy's sermons, like, with popcorn. Oh my god, yeah. So, yeah, the actor is Alex McQueen, and he's been in a a bunch of other brilliant things. Um, He's just such a funny cunt, man. (laughs) It's so good. He's such a funny cunt, man. Eleanor Walsh, 2020. Uh, You can quote that. (laughs) (laughs) I have moved the hyphen. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, woohoo! Um, uh, Roy has his eyes firmly on the grandfather clock in the church. Um, Which is in the church relief, for some reason. Yeah. He makes it past three o'clock mm-hmm. uh, to his relief. And then we have the most dramatic reaction. Yeah. Full on screaming as he's clutching his heart and screaming for everyone else to uh, phone an ambulance. Weirdly, no um, one phones an ambulance. No, they just stare at him, quite upset. And then he realises that it's just his phone ringing. Yep. So he's all like, I mean, this phone, this phone joke, the vibration setting on this phone joke, it's just truly wonderful. It's the gift that keeps on giving. They're getting a lot of mileage out of that one setup, aren't they? Squeezing it, Um, which I Mm -hmm. think is fantastic. Um, Yeah, Derek's not impressed by this at all. No. Fuming. And uh, Denim instructed that a short tape be played. Uh, so for those of you too young to remember, tape is this stuff that we used to record video onto before Netflix. <laughs> so he, uh, turns out Denim really, 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 really loved cigarettes. And uh, mm. was like, these are what killed me. <laughs> to which fucking monster screams, ha! Wrong! <laughs> which I love! It's the most moss thing I think I've seen moss do. Oh my god. It's Just fantastic. like, ha! I spotted a thing! I, like, this is, uh, I think this is even set up for me in the first episode, like the pilot episode, where he's like, oh good, the two versions of Harry Potter are here. I'm going to look through it for version differences. <laughs> the adult version and the child exactly, version. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Uh, we're at the yeah, thing Jen, where he's Jen is sorry go ahead just obsessed with uh, all this cigarette talk oh yeah because um, she's quit after three years and this is the time where it's like an authority figure is saying cigarettes are great mm, you know what's great delicious cigarettes you delicious bastard that's the one um so she takes a breather. She decides to dip out the church uh-huh. and have a little breather in the middle of, a, of, the, of the service, which, again, I'm like, Jen, you fucking dick. It's a uh, funeral. No, I mean, I feel like if I'm at a funeral and somebody suddenly leaves, I'm like, oh, they must. That's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what I I think I assume they're taking a minute. Right. Because he's talking about cigarettes, though, Jen. Yeah. On. From her perspective, it's definitely like, oh, shit. This is how yeah. I this is how I break, eh? Yeah. We see her eyeing up a uh, a cigarette in a drain. So as an ex-smoker myself, uh when I was quitting, that that's real. That feeling is real. Like you see one on the floor and you're like, "Oh shit." <laughs> and then I yeah. The key is to take that step back and be like, "That's why I'm quitting because that's fucking dumb and pathetic and stupid." And I don't, I'm not that. I don't want to be that. No, don't want to have drain juice on your uh, cigarette. No thanks. Drain juice. 
Oh, I have rarely heard a grosser combination of words. <laughs> You're welcome. That's why you have me on this show. Thanks to come up with gross for that. You. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it is why I have you, you on the going, show. You're right, and I don't regret going, any of it. <laughs> You're gonna be going to sleep tonight with thoughts of drain, drain juice drain dancing in your mind. Juice. Yeah, uh, so the, the whole thing just kind of does break Jen. And uh, it also yeah. has some final instructions for his secretary, who is sitting there taking notes. <laughs> this poor, poor woman. She's not even in death. Can she have some rest? Could I just say, secretary jokes, which are like this kind of mechanical, are absolutely my jam. Really? Yeah, I ended up watching Legend of Korra, which I covered on a previous uh, episode of One for Paul. And there's like in season two, there's a running joke where this guy just tells his secretary, Julie, do the thing. And she always, without fail, understands exactly what he wants her to do. This woman is long suffering. She is for all of his uh, whims. She's uh, compliant. Taking orders from a boss from beyond the grave. Yeah. And I'll be the first that's, to say, like, something. grieving is weird. I could totally see someone being like, all right, yeah, yeah I'll take that. What he's asking her to do as well is to, to reorganize the files in alphabetical order because the rhyming scheme they used just wasn't working. Like, come on. That's just the kind of out-of-the-box thinking that people who don't understand creativity call out-of-the-box thinking. Yeah, that aren't billion billionaires. He then I mean. eats an apple. He does. Uh, we'll get back to the apple, weirdly. I, that's a weird thing yeah. to call back to later, but they do call back to it. And the eulogy Hell is yeah. read by Derek, uh, who, it, I mean, it would normally be said by the deceased's eldest son, but since the deceased eldest son, Douglas, was, uh, he disappeared mysteriously seven years ago after a court case. Yeah. Um, so Derek begins his lovely poem from... Uh... Was it Four Weddings and a Funeral? It was. It's a film I also uh-huh. haven't seen. No, me neither. Oh, good. I feel less alone. Anytime people are like, you know that movie you've heard of and haven't seen? Also haven't. You haven't I'm like, oh. seen it? What? That's, the, that's, that's, just, that's this entire show. You get that. I, I, I understand. I, I wish I could take that moral uh, high ground, but I just can't because I haven't seen any films at all. That's okay. You don't have to. We could probably do a couple of one for Eleanor's on the show. I'd be down for that. (laughs) Yay. Um, Yeah, he starts this poem from Four Weddings and a Funeral, and then Doug comes in. He, now this is uh, why I I hesitate to say this might be the best character, new character entrance of on a sitcom. Father! He kicks he kicks open the door in his in his white suit, yellow leather shoes, and a knitted yellow like V neck top. He stops. He swipes his glasses off with a wonderful sound effect from the sound department. Big up sound effects people. Uh, he takes a breath and then screams, "Father!" While like air grabbing something. Oh yeah, that's the then, that's the rock and roll queen grab something from the air and yes. pull it downward as you hit the high note. 
and he sort of like runs down the aisle like humming in this really disconcerting way like mm, 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 I'm gonna running. we're gonna just call those barryisms from now on I think <laughs> he hits the casket exclaims tits then proceeds to fight the priest I think fight is a very strong word for what he does they sort of just kind of like flap at each other for a bit slap each other a little bit I see no actual contact they're just sort of going (laughs) and then he screams unhand me priest where is your god where is your god now and we get our second father it's kind of wonderful. <laughs> it's just, it's you so me, outstanding. Last episode, you promised me the best intro to a character ever, and I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I it's, thought, I thought about it briefly, and I was thinking, can I think of a better one? No. No, I, I can't. I would... I would love to hear if there is one better than this. I would love to be acquainted with it, but I simply... This is my top. If anyone can top this please let us know oh yeah so i would like to see it but i think that this might just be perfection i it's hard to tell on twitter at one for paul if there's ever been a character intro better than this one please please let us know so yeah douglas is um, sad but not so sad yeah. that he can't make a quick pass at jen who has a beautiful he second Im- name immediately breaks <laughs> and asks her what she's doing after the funeral his emotions is- are wildly changing from time to time absurd absurd um and then we get sorry go ahead oh sorry no you got no you carry on i was gonna carry on no no you you carry on please please this is just stream delay okay um so yeah so then uh the, the priest um offers up a second tape that will uh that is to be used in the event that douglas shows up a second tape you say i understand Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> it's it's very good. So he, the priest pops it on, and it's Denim speaking again, saying that Douglas will be inheriting the company. Which, as we've um, maintained, is like the only... It's worth all of the money in the universe. <laughs> it is, a billion billion. Mm-hmm. And he has a lovely thing where he goes, Douglas, he goes, I'm here, papa. <laughs> it's so, so much It's such a conversation with the pre-recorded thing. I'm like, oh, oh no, you poor sad man. Oh, uh, and then he's like, so you promise me you'll never get involved in another sexual harassment scandal. And he says, I promise, papa. He goes, right now, this next bit is just for your ears only. So turn it off and replay it when we start. I'm just going to call goes, out, but- I'm just going to call out one little bit here. Yeah, so- no the, he <laughs> company belongs to Douglas now, and he's saying, "I imagine Douglas has shown up because he's barged in, caused a scene, and is now chatting up some nearby trollop." <laughs> hey, <Yes. laughs> welcome, welcome! <laughs> Shut up, woman. Um, yeah. How how familiar are you with the word trollop? Uh, reasonably, reasonably. It means like it is, uh, it is. slut, right? Yeah, like tart. If someone's a bit of a tart. Got um, it. And tart also, which I think is, is tart different from slut or trollop? I think it's a softer version. Got it. It's like calling someone um, a tart is not as mean. Yeah. But you're saying the um, same thing. Essentially. Uh, I love British for this. Because it's like, well, I yes. I want to tell you exactly what I think, but there's like three words for different intensities of how much I like you. 
Oh god, yeah. Um Like I like her, but she's think... a bit of a tart. Or I like her, but she's a bit of a trollop. Or I like her, but she's a bit of a slut. And like the th- based on those three, you're like, which one do you hate more? Well for for me it's I like her and she's a bit of a trollop. I see, excuse me. <laughs> it adds. Um right, These what things, have we they, got here? Uh, they compound, you know? They do. If you're at least two um, percent extra trollop this year, then you know, maybe next year you can compound that even a two percent more then. Yeah, just a little bit more of a tart next year. Um, that's what I'm aiming for. Anyway, <clears throat> so we have um, Denim says, turn turn this off and replay it when we get home. But Douglas is saying, with Papa, these are my new friends. I won't hide anything from them. And he begins speaking about... Uh, so there about might be the, uh, retirement fund. So there might scandal. you might get a visit from the police about some irregularities in the pension fund. Turn that off. You see, there's Turn this uh, suck fund with a uh, particularly creative accountant and the that set it up is, for is me. Faffing around it. <laughs> so he just the tears the fucking DVD player out. <laughs> Which I just love, and then sort of like pops a hand back at the TV without without looking at him, closes his eyes, and says goodbye, father. <laughs> really taking that moment for himself but only a moment because right after that it's like goodbye father sob right i'm off see you all on monday absolutely and then we have derek popping up and sort of trying to introduce himself and get in there uh hi i worked uh, with but your father i worked with, he says, I worked with oh, your father okay, for lovely. so many years and uh i'd be happy to um to keep working for you Oh, great. Well, you see, the thing is, I'm getting my people in, so we won't be needing you anymore. Oh. You're fired. Oh, so I'll just... Uh... Yeet. 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 Indeed. Out he goes. Yep. So cut to Doug's office, after the funeral, uh-huh. presumably, where Roy has sorted out his computer, and Doug thinks the IT department is run by a dynamic duo of... Uh, by a dynamic go-getter, a genius, and a man from Ireland. It's wonderful. I just uh, Matt Berry in as this role. He speaks like a sat now. That's exactly it. <laughs> the way that he stresses words is so um. It's just uh, it's unhinged. It's it's. He just moves the stresses around in ways that yes. are very strange, right? Oh, it's wonderful. So if I read that same bit from my script again in uh, his way. Cut to Doug's office where Roy has sorted out his computer. And Doug thinks the IT department is run by a dynamic go-getter, <laughs> a genius, and a man from Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. Wonderful. That's it, right? Like he moves the stress onto the part where you're not expecting, but it's still clearly the Absolutely. word. Absolutely. It's like he's invented and, an accent. Uh, he has. It's his own flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and from here we have, uh... How do you delete this, uh, file here that says pensions? Uh, you you just delete it, my my guy. Um, Wonderful. He's very... He's very grateful for the help on deleting incriminating files. Uh He's also very Uh, grateful for that new phone, which he's, uh... He's enjoying. Yes. Um... But the uh, but the the vibration setting is a little bit weedy, so they recommend he turn it up mm-hmm, all the mm-hmm. way to ten. And as they leave, he says, uh, "I think I'll be needing the IT department for more than just deleting incriminating files." 
I just meant files. <laughs> Again, absolutely unhinged. You know what this reminds um, me of is Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Or not, is it what I'm thinking of? Phil Ked's, that yeah, that's it. Reference. Harvey Birdman, have you not seen Harvey Birdman, attorney at law? No, this is slowly becoming one for Eleanor because, I again, think, I have not seen I think maybe, I think maybe we have to now because <laughs> I feel strongly that this is a show that everyone, I think maybe not everyone, but certainly you, I think will enjoy this. Fantastic. But yeah, Phil Ken Seven is a character in there who now reminds me of Matt Berry. Really? Like if I were casting a real life him, I would put either... Uh, how much do I want? We'll do an episode. We'll we'll do an episode. This is a different episode. We'll do a different episode. Uh, by the way, where's that hootsie tootsie humdinging coochie mama boss of yours? <laughs> hootsie tootsie. Um, she's she's making up for lost. She's catching up on something. What was it that they say? She's making up for lost time. That's it. Yeah. And she cut to Jen at home on her sofa in a cloud of smoke watching uh, EastEnders. 126,400 and some other whatever number that Moss came up with. Because she was like earlier <laughs> in the episode, yeah, I was up to 40 a day. And he's like, wow, 40 a day. That's this many a year. I was like, oh, shit, Moss can really. Yeah, that's some fast math. We can use you in Tulsa. <laughs> Absolutely. Um you haven't seen the episode where he goes on countdown yet. That's a that's an episode. Oh wow. That um, does sound like an episode. It is quite something. Um This is more or less where and, the episode ends, because uh, everything's yeah. all wrapped up. The old boss is dead, the new boss is here. And he's a creepier, more sinister version of Austin Powers, I think. <laughs> oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah I guess so, eh? Hey, because I've now seen one other episode where Granted, he did. He sort of didn't want Jen to be the entertainment's person in that episode. He was like, "Oh, mm. Jen, no, it's not for you. It's not for you, Jen." Like he wasn't like, "Oh yeah, that'll be hot. Let's do it." He was like, "Oh no, that's that could put me. No, thank you." No, absolutely, yeah. Um, and that's where this episode finishes. Really, we get our introduction to Douglas Renham, mm -hmm. who is which, again, so I much just the think best. is. Absolutely the best introduction of a new character in a sitcom I also, ever, ever, ever. I also quite like that because they're assuming their audience sort of understands narrative structure a little bit, they can mess around with the intro and not do the thing where you normally have to do where it's like, uh, we have fired the actor or the actor is quitting or something or has decided to change careers or whatever the hell it is. And we now we need to find a narrative reason. So we'll put in three lines of like, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Aunt Viv is a different. Uh, th this one is also called Aunt Viv. Oh, God, poor Aunt Viv. Justice for Aunt Viv. Mm hmm. But you know what I mean, right? Like, their whole thing was like, yeah. does Aunt Viv look different to you? No? Why? Like, mm. <laughs> Whereas in this one, they embrace it, and I quite like that. They're like, no, no, no. Yeah. We, we all know. Chill out. <laughs> We're having a new character. Here he is. Enjoy. And we do. Absolutely. And then uh, over the credits, we get just Renum eating an apple. Because I guess in the last bit of that video, he just sits there eating an apple and is expecting his funeral to just watch him eat an apple, which is exactly, that's exactly him. 
Yeah, he forgot to press stop and just carried on munching his apples and everyone has so much reverence for him that they will watch. He is not a detail. They will enjoy. Man. He is really not. Um, that was the episode. Uh, for, that was the episode. That's the episode. That was a good. It that was a good. It's uh, it does feel dated in a lot of ways, right? Like it yes. has been thirteen years since this episode aired originally. I, I kind of, I kind of really enjoyed it though. It's kind of like a little trip down memory lane. It's very mm. quaint, isn't it? Well, exactly. It's sort of uh, it's of its time, but in a way that it's not ashamed of like it wasn't trying to be timeless it was trying to be a thing in 2007 and it was yeah and looking back now it's like oh it's really nice yeah i have the same thing with old like uh simpsons right oh my god yeah uh because i was around like i was a kid during the early 90s when i was watching that stuff as it was airing right yeah and that was like oh man this is current and you know Suddenly, everything has Bart Simpson on it in a product in the supermarket. And I'm looking at it going like, <laughs> yeah. I have heard Bart Simpson say, eat my shorts a total of maybe three times. But okay. Yeah, but I get it. <laughs> and he's still about, still to this day. Yeah, I really, I am continuing to enjoy the IT crowd. Good. It's a good I show. absolutely recommend it to anyone who hasn't, who just likes fucking dumb humor <laughs> get into it but it's sort of i'm trying to get my head around treatment of jen too because there is a lot of like shut up woman and it's not challenged in any way mm. and i get that it's characterization get... of him but i don't know like i'm not sure if i'm uncomfortable with it i don't think i am i think i'm like that guy's an asshole and he's that's all right <laughs> Yeah, I think he he is an asshole, and his relationship with Jen only becomes sort of more more interesting because he's a big fan of Jen, but uh, Jen is not a big fan of him. But at the same time, she she really, I think she uses him to her advantage. Mm. You reckon like she's a manipulator I, in that way? Um, I think well, I think she does at some points. Mm. I think it's she sort of sees it as an excellent opportunity to get ahead. Yeah, I guess uh, with the old boss, she was at a limit of what he would put up with and what their relationship was going to be like professionally. Yeah. Whereas this new guy, she's like, oh. okay, let's see what I can do with this situation, I mean. Yeah. I mean, again, I mean, that sort of uh, style of humor perhaps wouldn't fly uh, if it was filmed right now. I think maybe the way that they spoke to Jen would be a little bit different. But um, I think if you were making it now, it would at least raise a question in the writer's room because hopefully your writer's yeah. room has a few more women in it now. Well, we'd hope so, yes. <laughs> well, as compared to 20, uh, 2007, I mean. Yeah. Like it, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. You've been in writer's rooms, right? Like, is it getting better now? or I, I haven't, actually. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I figured you're like an awesome big-time actor and like... Uh, Clearly, I'm you've done awesome everything else, too. Awesome small-time actor. Ah, awesome small-time. It's the best time, though. Yeah. Yeah, small-time. Yeah, you can walk down the street and nobody recognizes you. You can be like, oh, yeah. sweet, I can just do my laundry. And I pick my nose and no one's going to take a photo of me and post it oh online. God, yeah. Thank God. I'm too much of a... I don't know. I embarrass myself too much to be famous i think i imagine if you were ever actually to be that kind of famous you would embrace it you'd just be like yeah i'm gonna pick my nose on purpose to them be like yeah that's me <laughs> well 
We'll never know. Oh, we might. We might. We might. You might be. We might, children. You might be internet famous. Oh, God. You might be famous in Brazil. <gasps> because of my lovely bruise yep. on my face. See how I did the is... rehash back there? You see, it was very indicative of the uh, IT crowd style there. I appreciated that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I totally meant to do that <laughs> and wasn't just fishing for a random country name and landed on the earliest one I could remember. It was in your mind. It was up there. Um, and it's also in yours mm -hmm. to finish the Rocking. in a very different way. It's sort of imprinted on your. That's not funny. That's fine. We're just looking for jokes that aren't going to work now. <laughs> so that's probably a go good away time to thinking finish of Brazil. the episode. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for joining me, Go Eleanor. And watch the crowd. As always, if yeah. uh, if you're liking the show and you'd like to help support us, then go on over to patreon.com slash one for Paul, where it's a crowdfunding platform. You can throw us a couple of bucks a month to say thank you, help us keep the lights on, that sort of thing. And if you'd like to ask us about other stuff we haven't seen or recommend future episodes or just have a chat, then you can find me on Twitter at one for Paul. Bye, guys. Bye. No, I'm not turning it up to eight. It'll blow my cock off. You delicious bastard.